0: Hello, this is Kelly McGee and today's date is 10-12-2020 and I found that somebody is saying that the Anunnaki is behind the New World Order. So I want to see if they're correct, so I'll play this.
1: Baltic today um, he's from originally from Slovenia and ended up in London about seven years ago and he's writing doing a kind of an interview on the Anunnaki for his peeps back in Slovenia so I'm going to have him introduce himself and tell, tell us about yourself tell us who you're writing for and uh, why you even
2: care to <laughs> share this with your people back in Slovenia okay go ahead uh, hi, Gerard. Uh, it's a really, I'm really uh, happy and uh, grateful to speak to you. Um, as you mentioned, yeah, I'm, a, I'm a journalist for 22 years. Uh, originally, originally, I come from Slovenia. Uh, and the magazine I'm working for is Democracy. It's a, a print magazine. And after, seven years ago, I moved to the UK and uh yeah seven years ago actually i started first I, I noticed uh these stories about anunnaki that came out uh and i was uh, reading about this a lot and uh, i think you are the best uh, the best uh one on this subject so i decided
1: to talk to you uh, well i appreciate that Yeah. <laughs> So, were you hearing about the Anunnaki in Slovenia, or were you hearing about the Anunnaki in London?
2: Oh, actually, actually, you know, when the YouTube came out, you know, that's the first thing, you know, you you find. And then you start reading books, because I, I like to read books, and you get more information there. Yeah. And, uh, it's not really misleading.
1: I'm going to adjust over here, because the light's a little better. Yeah, so you're a reader. Are there, are there readers back in Slovenia that uh, you think would... Uh, Assimilate this kind of information because I thought they were in Romania, but I never heard back from any of those people I published my book in Romania about yeah four years ago So and how did it go? I've never heard from the publisher or have no idea
2: <laughs> This happens when
1: you do international contracts sometimes That's not nice. <laughs> I hope they hear this and uh, get in touch with me and tell me it went really well And we square up and everything's good. That'd be fine. But well, we can't, can't dilly dally too much. You submitted me, oh my God, nineteen or twenty questions. And uh, the new questions uh, keep popping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. So we got a bunch of questions here. They're not in any particular chronological order. Just uh, they're just in order. So uh, and sometimes I like to be surprised about what somebody's going to ask me because I've done this like. Three hundred times, you know, from the data, so it's all memorized for me. Um, do you want to get started on? Uh, okay, yeah. I, talking about some of these issues that you're going to share. Are you going to share this just with Slovenia, or are you going to be publishing this on social media? Uh, Is it going to be available to people in the UK or it, what? Well, If I if if I have your
2: permission, I would like to uh, publish it further.
1: Yeah. Well, as, uh, as a
2: maybe even a video, yeah.
1: Well, if you're going to do that, then tell people where they can find it. Either now or you can wait to the end and tell them so they know where we find this. And we'll put it in the links too, okay? Yeah, we'll put the links, here. Yeah.
2: Okay, because they yeah. probably don't know anybody in Slovenia. <laughs> 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 yeah. I guess you said Croatia too, right? Uh, yeah, Croatia. You know, Slovenia, Croatia, Serbia, Bosnia, Herzegovina, Macedonia, that was one, one, uh, one country, Yugoslavia. And then... Uh, uh, war broke up and everything split apart. Yeah. But we understand each other because it's very similar language. Yeah? All oh, countries, sure. yeah.
1: yeah. Okay. All right. Well, uh, you want to jump in here and start talking about uh, what you want to know about the Anunnaki? Well,
2: yeah. First, I want to like to, I would like to ask you a question. Uh, you were you were raised as a Christian, yeah, Protestant Christian, and. Uh, I was one always wondering what uh, what made you to see the Bible from a different perspective uh, that set you out on the journey to seek the truth uh, about the true origins of
1: mankind? Hey, these are really fantastic questions. I think I'm going to put my headphones on, even though I look ugly like that. I'm worried that I might be getting some feedback from my speaker into my microphone. So if I do this, I won't. We'll have a really good recording, okay, just in case. Is that okay? Okay. That's not too much is <laughs> Okay. Let me switch. Let me switch the mic over here, just to make sure we don't. I don't clobber myself. <laughs> uh, I should have done this first, but I wasn't thinking. Hmm. Uh, let's make there. So it's only coming out my headphones. Okay. All right. So I was raised. Yes, I was raised. Um, and we were really pushed, you know, as kids into religion. It was kind of something I ended up in on, on my own. Um, I guess occasionally we would go to church with my parents had end up in Sunday school uh, when I was about seven, I guess it was, about then. And then from there until maybe 10, 12, it was kind of those formative years. Uh, it was it was Southern Baptist. I wasn't really a critical thinker at that point. And by the time I was 12 or 13, I think I'd been baptized in in the Protestant religion. Okay? Um, what made <laughs> i so, sorry. You no, know, yeah, so what made me see the Bible from a different perspective, by the time I was fourteen, not not much older than fourteen, um, I was a pretty critical thing. And I was looking That's at issues that I saw in the Old Testament relative to the characteristics of what people were calling God, and I saw this as not a God, I saw this as a some masquerading human that was <laughs> asserting their control over the rest of the people and treating them badly so I was very suspicious about uh, the, the biblical writings there were so many inconsistencies for me early on but there were a lot of nuggets of truth and I found in life that truth and lies are oftentimes mixed together have you noticed that? oh yeah oh yeah, yeah so you, you, it doesn't matter where your truth comes from I don't care if it comes out of some you know a rat infested hole. It doesn't really matter wherever it comes from. If the truth is the truth, it's the truth. And sometimes you got to wipe it off and disinfect it with bleach and a whole bunch of other stuff before you can even approach it because it's been masqueraded as a lie. Mm-hmm. But the truth, but the truth That's can come so anywhere. Beautiful. So I saw truth in the as well historical truths, genealogical truths, uh, a lot oh of chronological lies. And relational I mean, you can just take the two sense genealogy sense. tables from Adam to Noah from one account and then the very next chakra it gives you to Adam and Noah and it looks like they copied the names and slightly changed them like they're in some sort of competitive ge- genealogical family war so that this one was the same name as that one so they got the same privilege it looked like that to me I was like why would you do that you know and they weren't, and it wasn't even consistent so maybe <clears throat> Did you know that, like Genesis 4, in that region? Genesis 4, Genesis 6, there's tables of nations in there that just add them to know and They just start right. I'm doing that from memory. I don't get it. up mm-hmm. So I was suspicious, okay? And later on, we can talk about what caused my head to spin around when I finally put a fork in religion for myself. <clears throat> you wanted to know in this uh, next question, who uh, these— so actually, you, yeah. The, you want
2: to ask it? Go, why don't you ask it your way? Okay. Uh, yeah, in your books, Anunnaki of, from the Bureau and the seventh uh, planet, Mercury rising, uh, you were explaining uh, how the extraterrestrials Anunnaki created mankind.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh
2: huh. But can you explain us who actually were the Anunnaki uh, and why? And why actually did they come? Another book. Yeah, yeah. And, and what was the main uh, main goal here, know
1: um, I'll, do it. I'll do this part kind of fast because you can get lost on all the details on this. My understanding is they were originally an ancient race from the Lion, uh, or from a sector of the galaxy that was involved in the Lyran Wars. They got chased out of there. They ended up in the Alpha Draconis region, occupied the planet Niburu, which everybody knows about. They're, they occupy other places as well, not just there. Um, they're galactic colonizers looking for resources. When they find a place that has a life form that could be used to help with a hybridization program, they do that. So, if there was a life form here that could help them, uh, they probably hybridize it to help them do whatever manual task they had, okay? And it turns out in the Sumer documents, it looks like they called them the Anunnaki. They originally came here about 450,000 years ago. Uh, during an upheaval on their planet relative to their atmosphere being destroyed in a retrograde passage near our sun, according to them. So uh, they were bolstering their atmosphere with uh, uh, transition metals like gold to repel radiation so that when they went back out toward aphelion, they didn't have a problem again, didn't have to deal with this again for, according to their records, another 3,600 years. Uh, but each time this happened, I can imagine that uh, the civilization grew weary of having to go gather resources to bolster their atmosphere. So I really didn't see that as something that was going to last gonna for long. That's mining. what we can't even story is apparently they were mining gold in South Africa.
0: We have evidence thing. of
1: their gold mines from about two hundred
0: thousand years space ago, to sit in.
1: Uh, where they were using apparently a workforce uh, to and then we're not talking yeah. one mine. there's, there's thousands there parts, of them huh? South Africa, that are ancient and uh michael Tellinger went down there to find them mm-hmm. you know, to, uh, so uh we found them but uh so they treat this planet like uh
0: oh this know, is only seven months kind of huh? like a prison planet in a way it's very unstable
1: the planet undergoes cyclic disturbances and destroy all it looks like every dang culture that lives on the surface gets destroyed over time. And so uh, they treat it as a temporary kind of prison planet where most of the hybrid workers, us, are enslaved doing their bidding and we don't even know it. It happened for thousands of years.
2: And how long have they been here? Um, did they left or are they still here?
1: Factions of them have been here. Uh, since 450,000 years ago, they counted the stars. Uh, a couple of the, two, the, the key uh, top people that were on the top council, okay, there was a council of 12 in Sumer. That's how we found out about their ruling structure and that they were all related. This is how, well, we'll wait for the next uh, couple of questions and fill this in. So you can imagine there's a family of them. They come from different factions. Some of them are in. Uh, in cahoots with each other and other ones are opposed to each other and there are little skirmishes and wars that break out between them that happen for a long time so they're not, you know, they're pretty aggressive
2: and uh, I'm just trying to think, you know because you want to know how they could possibly still be here yeah, <laughs> and how how, how, is it, how is it possible for them to live that long you know it's okay yeah well in the well, records we on, asked uh, in this planet was so much radiation uh, probably they needed to adopt somehow yeah apparently they, they did have issues with gravity radiation air quality
1: uh, how quickly the planet was circling the sun our planet relative to theirs all these had an impact on them that has impacts on life forms that only our astronauts Starting to discover space programs, right? What is the duty when you live in outer space and you're with gra- low gravity and so on and so forth? Um, so, uh, according to their records in the first part of the Sumerian Kings List, where we found out they had been here how long? Barasso, um, a Babylonian priest, wrote all this down for us. By the way, okay, and uh, I got me—I got a copy of it. from the Library of Congress, his official record of the Sumerian record from the kings. I thought that was so important. <clears throat> because, you know, you want to find out about a culture, you find out about the people that could read and write and wrote records, and that was usually the, you know, the hierarchy. So in their records, they said kingship was lowered to the earth for one of the very first cities on this planet, and they called it a ridu. Well, that's in, ridu. in Iraq, and it's still there. You that's can go right. see it on a Google Earth. Just ruins, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just ruins. So, uh, so that's where they started
2: their first Earth, Earth Station One outpost to start looking for resources here. In my opinion. And and who are who are these EGG miners that uh, came with them? Or actually, were they uh,
1: created here as well as humans? Well, according to the record, uh, there were some issues that were going on back on the the prehistory on the Guru that caused them to come here. There were some exiles, some. Skirmishes, things like that. Apparently, when when the scientist Enki came to uh, attempt to find gold to use for their atmosphere, probably other stuff too, um, he brought fifty of Gigi miners with him originally. These were probably some lower race from Niburu that did all the work, right? They were workers. and they could have been. They could have been. Uh, uh, Anunnaki just like he was, but they might have been a subset of their DNA, like we are. It could have been a different race uh, altogether. Um, the Ajiji may have just been a name for they gave to uh, like they do in the army where they give you a designation of a, an MOS of 09 Whiskey. That means you're a gopher, <laughs> and you can do anything, right? Anything we tell you to do, you can do it. I, I don't know, but I think they were a different races. They did call themselves fellow gods. Okay. Uh, later in the story, are they still? Are they still here? Well, this lifespan thing has to be answered because in the Sumerian kings list, they were serving in terms of sars, and a sar, which is clearly thirty-six hundred years, uh, is a really long time. But one of them, the very first one, Alulim, who was the king of Eridu, served for uh, enough sars that he was eight sars. And it turned out to be 28,800 years, he served, that's not how long he lived. How is it so, possible to live that long on this planet? Well, that's, a, that's the question. How is it, uh, are, do we have any evidence that DNA genetics on this planet could live to infinity if it weren't destroyed? Do we have any evidence of that in animal or plant kingdom? Do you know?
2: I heard that there's uh, uh, one, like really deep in the sea, black like sea,
1: uh-huh.
2: uh, octopus that it can uh, live forever, uh-huh. and it just, that it just uh, regenerates itself.
1: Well, there, there it's, probably. I don't know if it's true. There probably are evidence that, but there are also evidence in the plant kingdom that uh, certain plant species, unless they're destroyed, their genetics uh, so
0: uh,
1: allow them to live forever. So good. So, you know, like giant sequoias, I think, in the redwoods, I think they have that, where they don't die unless a storm kills them. Mm -hmm. Uh, So the question comes down, do we we think it's possible that an alien could live for a really long time, much longer than us? I think that's possible, but Mm -hmm. how long? What's the limit? You know, is it the limit we see on Jupiter ascending, where they can take an elixir and renew their life? So now you're talking about... Do we have anything that could impact our telomeres so they don't decay so we can live for them? and this is really popular among globalists and elitists who have nothing else to think about except preserving the amount of time they, they have in this experience right mm, like so. huma- humanity is now trying to uh,
2: with this transhumanism and with all these projects that are ongoing
1: you know to 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 um To achieve immortality. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. exactly. So, is it possible? I think it is possible. Um, Would you want to stay around in this order of reality uh, in the system that we have right now, seeing what you've seen and knowing what you know? I don't think I would. It reminds me of that movie, Mr. Nobody. In the movie, Mr. Nobody, where there was only one guy that died, everybody else had the telomeres fixed, and they never died. Yeah. Or, or like Highlander. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So trip right. out on trip out on that. So, I think there's still factions among us. They come, they go. Um, it may be harvest time, and they come and have a little celebration over this and that. We don't really know, but I think there's been a, there's a lot of species that come and go on this planet that we don't have any interactions with because they've chosen not to interact with us, but. Um, I see. I see. The Anunnaki though is very ingrained in our complete reality. As a matter of fact, I even put them on the front of my book as being responsible for setting up the new world order constructs and mandating what mankind has been doing for the last I don't know hundreds of years to bring about what we call a new world order. And I think that's that's completely coming from the Anunnaki. Okay. Very Do you Want to skip down number four and talk about religions? Well, yeah, actually, we I can go what he uh, backs to
2: religion. Uh, there, there are three major major religions today, uh, like uh, uh, Judaism, Christianity, and Islam, and they, they are all Abrahamic religions. And um, uh, in the Genesis creation story, and um, Genesis creation story seems pretty much similar to to Sumerian records, which is thousands of years uh, has been written earlier. In clay tablets. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts on that? How, how, how? Is, 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 are these all religions just a copy of all them, or just some stories myths?
1: Uh Let me. So, that's a great question. So, I started out um, talking to you about I was caught up in the Baptist religion in the mid in the Bible Belt in the Midwest of the United States. surprised, right? It's still going on there, by the way. And you brought up the term Abrahamic. I'm going to do something here real quick. I'm probably going to mess up my camera and my mic, but I've got a book underneath here that I'm using to stack it up. Okay, I'm going to pull it out because I want to show it. Yeah. It's going to change. Hopefully, it won't pop or fall over. Uh, Okay, sorry. (laughs) Okay. So I queued in on. All right, just like you, who's all these religions seem to have come from. You know the Abrahamic tradition, right? Abraham. Who's Abraham? Who's Abram?
2: Yeah. You know, why, 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 why he? Why? Why God changed his name then?
1: Yeah. Why? Why are? Why do? Uh, what are the? Why does the religion of Islam pray yeah. to him you too? know, they do, they including why.
2: And they have a, a Jesus as a prophet. Yeah, which is more, many times more uh,
1: mentioned in. Uh, Quran and the Holy Quran. And at the same time Judaism who you know takes takes credit for the Hebrew text and all that they don't even they barely even give Jesus the right of being a prophet. They're, they're like you know of course. He's a, he, I mean they, they view him as complete trash. So it's like wow everybody views Israel as uh, this holy land where we want to go worship Jesus and all the Christians go over there did they not know that Judaism views Jesus as absolutely not the Savior? And uh, what are they do? just milking their money because they, they think they're idiots? I mean, what, what's, what's that all about? Anyway, so I, I have asked, so many questions. I know, so I asked myself <laughs> the question about who is Abraham? Who is Abraham? Okay, so I took the time to go read up a little bit after I had the Samarian Kings list in my hand and You know, where did he come from? Blah, blah, blah. Well, it turns out he's in the city of Ur in Mesopotamia. And Sumer is where he's from. Like, wait, Abram is a Sumerian, right? Uh, Try telling that to people in Bible study in the Midwest. They're like, well, I don't know what that means. He was a Sumerian, okay? And so you dig a little farther and you find out, okay, his whole family lived there, too and his dad was kind of important turned out to be the chief priest for the main deity in the Ziggurat Temple in Ur As as a person who was raised in the Protestant thing okay here and believing that God was the God who was described in the Bible like everyone else was lied to believe okay all of a sudden I find out what? Abram is this God's chief priest and he's having interactions with him every day. He's clothing him. He's bringing him food. He's carrying out his orders. As a matter of fact, Abram looks like this. Down in the I'm talking about Tara, his father. He was his cute priest. Well, Abram turned out to be getting orders. Eventually, he turns out to be a mili- treated as a military general. He's a, he's like a highfalutin prince who's born into. You know, some regal family who ends up being ordered to go on conquest, you know, like that. He goes down to Egypt and gathers uh, camels and armament, chariots, I believe, or even horses, for battle later in in, in this discussion. I'm like, who is this guy, Abram the general? You know, we view him as a patriarch of three religions. He was a military general for this deity in the city of Ur. It gets better, okay, as you dig further. you're know, like, okay, all of a sudden um, we see in the Bible Ur of the Chaldees, right, where Abram is from. So there's a verification that Abram is from there. Well, he's got brothers and sisters there as well. And one of them is Quran, and the other one is named Lot. So we know the story of Lot and Sodom and Gomorrah, right, all that. So all of a sudden it gets kind of deep. You want to know about Abram getting a name change. Okay, so about and this this all led into my head spinning. Uh, Ian, but I got to explain that part first. I'm in the city of Ur. I found out who Abram was. He wasn't anything that I thought he was. And all of a sudden, now I see why he's the venerated patriarch of. I see why of Islam because in the city of Ur was the, was. Uh, Nanar's temple. He's the son of Enlil, who was the chief deity, and he's the moon god who has a following that's just huge at this time. As a matter of fact, they said he had a following that was as as many as large as ewes, meaning baby sheep. You know, he just got them everywhere. The moon god, Nanar Sin. Okay. Well, it turns out that he ends up being the second dynasty ruler of that city of Ruk, where Gilgamesh was king, uh, just a little bit later, so he's a big player so now we got Abram, we got Haran, we got Lot, we got Terah, and we got this mysterious God, okay, but let's bring him into the picture now, this God, that uh, eventually if you look at the Hebrew records became the God of Israel, am I right? and that God was Yahweh, okay uh-huh So all of a sudden, we have another name for this being who who Tara is serving. And if you read the Lamentations of Ur, you will find out who that deity is, okay? And that deity was Enlil, and he was interacting on the council with his father, Anu, dealing with the issues in Mesopotamia relative to kingship, the command, uh, getting the gold, the bonds, heaven, earth, uh, constructs in order to communicate back, coordinate transportation, of raw materials, and processing, all that. So he was right in the middle of the stuff, okay? So when you find out who Abra was, yeah, he's important, but he only exposes the fact that the Anunnaki gods that were occupying the Ziggurat temples in Sumer were very real. These weren't concepts, these were real flesh and blood beings that liked really fine garments, they liked uh, cedar doors. Taken from this, from Lebanon, built huge Ziggurat temples. These they, these beings were full on. Okay, so and they needed blood sacrifice. <laughs> well, let's talk about so now I kind of exposed you who God was to Abram and his father. Well, this was Enlil, Enlil, the Lord of the Command. And he was Lord of the Earth. He was the highest ranking uh, Anunnaki that was here, relative to his brother Enki. Okay, who had a temple at Aridu that was his temple, but that was the only temple in Mesopotamia that was left. okay? And you saw it was never rebuilt, <laughs> okay? Uh, he got a different terrain when they basically got their territories split up because they didn't really get along. So all of Africa ended up under Enki and all of Mesopotamia belonged to Enki. Hmm. And then there's uh, other issues. So let's talk about who we got covered. We got Yahweh, God, who was Animal, head of the council, rank fifty. Actually, the very highest rank is his father on Sixty. Sixty. So, uh, underneath him, we, you ask uh, later who was Allah and uh, who was the other one? Allah. Actually, uh, Jesus.
2: Jesus, okay. Yeah, we're going to have to wait. He said that he's coming <laughs> <back>. <laughs>
1: but, yeah, yeah, we're going to have to wait a little bit on that one. That one gets complicated. We might do that in the second show, okay? We might blow people off the water with that one. But, Allah <laughs> turns out to be a name that were, he was called Allah in the extraheisan uh, Sumerian account as the rebel god who led the Ajiji miners against his father that revolted. Allah. Well, it turns out it's Nanar Sin who's his son. So, yeah, how you like that? So look at look at what's going on in the Middle East right now. You've got you've got Islam railing against Judaism, right? In the Gaza Strip and West Bank, you can see where they're clashing. Well, this is father and son controllers with their offspring fighting. Okay, So let's go back to Le Levant when Enlil Yahweh told Abram to leave their area, occupy the Holy Land, and in the process sacrifice his son, Jacob, right? For yeah. blood sacrifice. Another question,
2: why did they have to sacrifice all the time, uh, right. blood sacrifices and, and slaying children? I don't understand that. What's behind that? It's a
1: very good question. Um, you could say it's a megalomaniac position of saying that you can't serve me unless you show me the degree with which you're dedicated to me so you don't turn on me. That means even sacrificing your firstborn kid to me. That's one way to look at it, okay? I think there's another way to look at it in that. The Anunnaki aren't operating here alone, okay? They're in alliance with other races. And some of those other races do some of their dirty work, okay? Like greys oh, yeah. do, some of the abducting and things like that, right? and then, So they you know, need loyalty. Yeah, and, and some of these beings that were brought in are not supposed to be in this dimension. And they require chemicals from human blood in order to stay in this dimension bottom line. So I think if any of them are in affiliation with the Draco, which apparently they're occupying space on rocks in Alpha Draconis, and uh, we've seen pictures of the Draco interacting with the Maya and several other uh, species, or uh, others on this planet. So I do believe the Draco are here. They've been reco- reported by the CIA in their documents to here in the direct briefing report. And they uh, they and the Greys both require um, apparently some some version of human blood in order to stay active in this mm-hmm. dimension I because green a I don't know exactly why that's the case, but uh, but that seems to be the case. So I think Marduk we gotta talk about Marduk, okay? Marduk is Aki's no, Enki's He's Mardu. Mardu is Inky's firstborn son. He had no business being in Mesopotamia. Okay. okay. He Decided to go there to be the avenger of his father, according to him, and basically go to war with Enlil and try to take him down so that he became the Lord of the Command. That's really what he was up to. Okay, so um, he occupied Babylon. So, all the wars between Babylon and Jerusalem, where Enlil eventually moved, okay, he was at Nippur were in the poor area with mission control for a very long time. That's where they were running the space facilities, okay? And he didn't want anybody else involved in the space facilities. Especially not his brother Inky and definitely not Marview, okay? Because you could view them as trying to get in on the, where the money changes hands so they could get their cut and establish control and work their way in to be the extortionist gold agent on planet earth back on the guru or just whatever you know so uh so uh, i'm getting i'm getting kind of out of sequence with you but uh we gotta we gotta bring up the idea that marvie was in the play here because um he plays an important role by the way this sacrificing thing let's put this to rest not only was Anil yahweh doing it in the old testament okay and all through the book okay so he's his hands are filthy with blood As a matter of fact, Bolina and I see um, Yahweh. This one is one of the worst serial genocidal murderers on this planet. The fact that he was willing to sacrifice all of us with a flood by lying to the people in the first place uh, lets you know what kind of being you're dealing with here. Okay, he doesn't give a he doesn't care about hybrid experiments. Right. or intelligence or progression of consciousness or any of that it Is matter. it just like a just a warrior or Pretty much yeah. yeah functional you know and there's too many resources over here there are not enough resources there and there's too many of you you gotta be eliminated and it's very severe and it has been that way all through the district so um, so Marduk um, turns out to be a very tricky dude you are going head to head In uh, Mesopotamia, over and over, the wars of gods and men. Um, People from Jerusalem being taken captive and held for very generations, right over in Babylon. This happened. Eventually, I see Marduk as having infiltrated Israel, and not only overtaken the Torah Jews and threw them out because he brought his Babylonian Talmud in and made it preeminent with the uh, uh, with the current. Hierarchy that's running Israel, okay, the slave state of Israel. So, uh, Marduk has really asserted himself and he's and he's present here in the world. I see him acting present among us. Matter of fact, I wouldn't be surprised if Marduk wasn't behind the coronavirus with his Illuminati, really. Uh Yeah, yeah,
2: just so you know, and all these pandemic diseases and all that was happening in the history. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, let's talk about who who is standing behind all that because it's just. (laughs) from
1: nowhere. <laughs> Well, we saw animals willing to use uh, diseases to cull a population in the Outra If you wanted everybody wiped out, if you couldn't get a flood, they tried it, right? So uh, so these bees are perfectly willing to create So I t- titled my book, The Anunnaki of Guru, Mankind's Forgotten Creators. Yeah, we forgot about that, that they hybridize us. Uh, enslavers. We didn't know that they created us to put us in a gold mine to replace somebody who was already slaving away. And we apparently worked those gold mines for a very long time. We have evidence of that. Okay. Uh, Destroyers, whenever it wasn't convenient for them or we exceeded the resources, they were perfectly willing to destroy us. You saw that in the after As a matter of fact, after the flood, the the true Noah's flood, and we probably want to talk about that one. There was hardly there was hardly any there was only a small family of people left, and they wouldn't have been left had one of the Anunnaki not stepped in and made sure of it. Okay, so that bus enki Yeah, yeah. So okay. we have the destroyers, um, saviors. They left construct. Well, they saved that family, right? So the genetic species would still be on the planet. <laughs> Otherwise, who's going to grow the food? <laughs> That's what they said. Like who's mm-hmm. going to do all this manual labor stuff? You get rid of all of them, and come on. are The God's going to do all the work again. The Gigi G-G-E-R- already, the Gigi already revolted. We gave relief. You're going to put them back to work again, like that. You know. So, and then the last part of the title was "and hidden architects of the New World Order." This New World Order that is rolling out right before your eyes right now, the Anunnaki have been behind it from the very beginning in order to prevent probably their warring factions from getting into wars with each other again. One of them just wanted to control the entire thing, like the movie Jupiter Ascended. Remember the Abraxis family? And only one of them said, no, that's my planet. Mm-hmm. And if you push me really hard, guess what? I'll harvest it tomorrow, right? Well, look at this planet. It's, it's full of people, 7 billion. And because of what they've done with their diets and such, I can look around a lot of industrial countries and go: the whole country is ripe, ready, like fattened pigs, ready to be harvested. Anyway, I'm, so, uh, I'm getting off track. but. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, Enki and Enlil are still uh, in, in this uh, endless war uh, between. Uh, but how do? How can you recognize? Uh, Which work is which? Uh, That's
1: a very good question. By the fruits of their spirits, you will know them. So the ones that are working for darkness are going to have fruit that's dark, okay? Look at all the outcomes of, look how China has managed these people with the social credit scores, blah, 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 blah. Do you see any light in that culture and how the oppressive uh, regime has treated people like with no individual rights or freedom, so whenever you see that there's a disavowal in the avatar us has a right to life, liberty, or pursue happiness, but probably on the team that wants to destroy you. Okay, so uh, so how do you know? Um, it's another good. Their symbols, their symbols have not been hidden. They've kept their symbols very out and in the open. There, ever since they adopted them, and you mentioned one of them. I'll mention a few others for you. We have the trident with Enki. We have the lightning bolt with Enlil and the eagle. Uh, we have the caduceus with Ningshida Thoth, who's Enki's second born son, who was a scientist, not like Marty, who was a warrior. Even though Marty's brilliant, don't get me wrong. But was he, Ningshida, uh, part
2: of our creation? Yes, he was, actually, in the uh, early stories.
1: Apparently, because of his genetic capabilities, he's the one that augmented us to overcome the fact that we couldn't procreate. We, you know, it's like a it's like a mule when you mix on a horse and a donkey, you end up with a, a mule and a cat procreate. It becomes impotent. Well, he apparently overcame that problem in us, such that we we could meet the workforce requirements as a country. Do you think that? Um, um-
2: let me mention just Maro Bellino. He said that uh, there has been no uh, sin in the Old Testament. Um, do you think that is true? Because I think, you know, there, there was a sin. You know, if, if uh, God created uh, Adam and Eve or Adamites, a group of uh, people, uh, and then maybe they became self aware, and just by being self aware, after, you know, eating from Of knowledge, um, then they uh, actually committed a sin, and that's why they were. Uh, you want me to answer that?
1: Yeah, I think that if you could do you could do it better than me. Number one, uh, choosing to take an indigenous species off this planet, interceding in its evolutionary path, hybridizing it to enslave it—that's a sin. That right there is a sin. Okay, that's messing with genetics that they should have never done. Hmm. Not taking into account gravity correctly so that our bipedal structures can operate easily in the gravity and it takes us a year to learn to walk as babies and all that crap. That's a sin. That's a, that's a genetic error on the behalf of the Anunnaki. So, the idea that they tried to turn it on us while we're in a situation, by the way, that whole scene took place with Aki and Handel in Iridu in the Garden of Eden. That was one of their words, okay? Where they were basically bringing two of the um, hybrids together to see if they could actually produce a baby right after I just described it to you they had to have a genetic upgrade with Ningxie because they couldn't procreate. So they're watching them, okay? This time they're watching them. Are they going to be able to procreate? Yeah, as they're going to be uh, baby making. And uh, in this particular instance, uh, uh, we're talking about Enki and Enlil there, okay? The highest level members, uh, you know, because this is Enki City, by the way. That's where the genetics went on with his sister, Nin Herzog, who was the medical officer who had set up shop in Sharupak, the same city where Octrahasis Noah was the king in the Bible, remember? So you asked me later one of these questions, was Atrahasis the same as Ziusudra and Noah? He absolutely was. And then we find out that he was the son of Enki and Matanash, uh, okay, in another story where this child, this king, of uh, Shuruppak, was not an ordinary king, okay? He was special because he was the son of Enki, okay? And Yogamesh knew this too, by the way part of the reason Gilgamesh went out to find this guy. He's like, uh, he might have some
0: secrets I need to
1: know. About longevity, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so in that city, with the Aridu, in that garden, we've got these two hybrids that are uh, procreating, and now Enki and Anvil, in this famous garden scene in Genesis, they're talking about whether they had done anything to sin because they're lost. That's so ridiculous. Do you see that now, Ian? Okay. They're sitting there going, hey, are they going to hurry up and have a baby? Can we can make a slave? Uh, <laughs> is this going to work out? Otherwise, you've got to tell those a Gigi. they got to go back to work. <laughs> I mean, come on. So, in the story, and I actually included this, the well, scene <laughs> integrated into my Odyssey piece screenplay, so people could understand what was really going on in that garden that had nothing to do with the Genesis account, which was written as a lie. So, if you were to uh, be born as a free will being and they could not take choice away from you because of how they fashioned you, which I still believe is true today, and you are given the choice to know something or not know something, and the consequence is, if you choose to know something, then you'll be banished from the garden and all, and you'll surely die. That's what it says. Okay? That's what Enlil told... Um, The beings because he didn't want them to have a consciousness uh, anything other but a slave this is about the battle of the evolution of human consciousness and the early decision of what anchor created these primitive workers Eno probably was very concerned how long can they live how much can they live how much gold can they produce how do you give them instructions how do you guarantee they're not going to revolt and surround my house like those a did. You know, I'm still really pissed about that. <laughs> like that. You know, he probably wanted to know that. And uh, several of the aspects of the uh, hybridization process were probably not visible to Enlil because Enki was off doing it with his half-sister, uh, Nan Herzog, down in Africa, where they were gathering genetic samples, trying all kinds of different things. So when he finally ended up creating a hybrid that used his own DNA... <laughs> okay and, and, a, and a Neanderthal it just limited its lifespan but gave it intelligence he probably creeped in a lot big time because he knew the intelligence part was really important because you give them intelligence what are they capable of so now they're in this garden and one of them has been told about the knowledge of supposed good and evil and I think all this is very symbolic okay it has to do with um, choosing to know whether you're enslaved or not it's like whether you want to stick your head in the sand or you want to go no i'm not going to make any waves i'm going to go along get along
0: no right? i want to know
1: do you understand what i'm saying because so,
0: then if we know where we you were, were told we'll know better you, Ian,
1: were told where if we you can go eat or read this a you'll surely die and b then i'm gonna banish your ass out of here because i don't ever want to see
0: you because you know something you not supposed
1: to because if we can go from that to this that say about the then meeting? where can we go from this you well, know it, a lot. it says that value the I truth really the and truth. freedom of choice over threats and manipulation yeah that's what was going on with our and, manipula- and so I the idea that, of choosing to you know
0: I sort of got ingrained in my This DNA. is like taking
1: the red pill or the blue pill or the matrix, right?
0: And manipulation.
1: Uh, so it's very symbolic. Well, maybe it was my family. I'm there, not no, sure. there was no original sin. The only sin that happened was the Anunnaki did it to us, in the grand scheme of things. And they and they and I think they tried to uh, make up for that by leaving electrical conduits in us so that we can still reconnect back to the source of all. where where our energy came from, where their energy came from as a reward. I don't even know if Neanderthal had chakras. I wish I did, you know. But if they did, they they didn't take them out. Either way, we Mm -hmm. ended up with an electrical interface where we can rediscover that by taking the red pill over the blue pill, by making that same choice and choosing consciousness, that we can wake up and realize that we were enslaved, that we are a hybrid species. This is very uncomfortable stuff to know. But you've got to know where you came from. If you oh you Want yeah. to know where you're going? That's right. And where you're going is back to where you were intended, which is returning to the source of life, the source of all, and that's who we are. And that's the only really, really great news about us, this whole Anunnaki.
0: I just think it's amazing. So many of us. Uh, as you mentioned,
1: it. Neanderthals.
2: Yeah, like 450 thousand years ago, they they started to spread all around the uh, the Europe. Yeah, and they were the virus,
1: Denisovans, yeah, as well. Uh, Denisovians, and they, they were actually, yeah. yeah, they actually categorized Denisovans as either oh, Deniso.
0: a category of
1: Neanderthal or cro Magnum, but yeah, it's but about that do, period. So they were, do, go
2: ahead. Do you think that Anunnaki had something with them? Uh, because later on, uh, like, I don't know how many thousand years ago, when uh human uh, emerged
1: on the scene, we were interbreeding with them. Yeah. So here, how long have the alien astronauts, whether they're on Anunnaki on or other ones, how long have they been
0: playing <laughs> dead. genetic
1: game on the indigenous <laughs> species on this planet? I
0: mean, none of we have no
1: idea. Minutes. We could go back millions of years for all we know. Mm. And that the bipedal hominids that we found, you know, even before the Denisovans, all the way back to uh, Australopithecus operensis, who was Lucy in the Rift Valley of Africa. Well, they think that was three and a half million years ago when they showed evidence of bipedalism. Exactly, yeah. Well, did did an alien race have anything to do with spotting that? We have no idea. With genetic experiments. So yeah, so it's uh it's a good question. We all we can do is pick up what the Sumerians told us that well the Anunnaki were our gods and they were doing this down in South Africa and we serve them. With all that we do, and we have no problem with that. We're, right. we, we wake up as slaves Same of this system we now. find this out, and now we're like,
0: we serve about them it, right? and we have no and problem.
1: We have mother with and father issues because we don't know where we came from, and blah, 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 as a species.
0: We really and haven't so, changed much, have we?
1: And we don't feel very stable as a species, in my opinion, because we have progenitors that wiped us them. out more than probably one time, Especially when you know, I as drop. in the days of Noah, when, when it was intentionally done, you can read the yourself. It's frightening. Yeah. It's frightening. And then they just chose, well, we're just going to save this one family because you know, Enki decided that he was his kid and he was going to save them to be the food growers <laughs> to later on, whatever. But uh, it's no wonder that any other race that Enlil might be behind with his hybrid program, would be against the race that Enki created, which would be the Noah line. So I think there, there's a whole battle between those two lineages uh, that's going on that you probably don't even know about. My question is,
2: whenever you, in a Western world, mention aliens and abductions and all that, uh, People don't believe that. But if you if, if you travel into the east, it's like a common common thing. Everybody knows and every, every, everybody's okay with that.
0: And because if you look government.
2: further back in the history, people were writing about this like here in clay Tablets, you know. It wasn't something that they made
1: up. No, no, actually. So why 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 is this knowledge in Western world suppressed?
0: Because I don't understand
1: that. Government. Well I think because the three letter agencies got involved way back early in the 19th twenties, thirties, decided to add the cultural programming of the populace that if anybody reports the UFO, they're, they're kind of nut job, you know, so they predispositioned anybody that uh, would report on it to look crazy, okay, and mm-hmm. so they've been trying to hide the information because the reality is the United States, Washington, D.C. area has been chosen as a headquarters for the rollout of the new world order. It's, a, it's embedded in the streets, okay? in symbology. And we do, we've known this from Francis Bacon since about the 1700s. And that's what they were up to. So the idea that it's happening now in such a big way uh, shouldn't surprise people. But yeah, it's been like this slow motion thing
2: that people don't, it's like the boiling frog syndrome. They won't get out of water when you do it slow enough. Do you think there's still enough gold? Or did Ananaki dig everything in
1: a wet? I don't think there would ever be enough gold if you had to keep repeating the process each time you came perihelion you know, your atmosphere would get disturbed and part of the ionosphere get stripped away or whatever I don't think there would ever be enough to satisfy that I think the smartest thing would have been for them to realize that it's inevitably not going to happen and as a matter of fact I think that's part of the reason they ended up here is because they realized that it wasn't sustainable to keep the atmosphere like that. It doesn't matter that they probably, in, in the long run, I would say they're going to let that planet die. They really don't have a choice. Otherwise, they got to continue this ridiculous gathering resources to try to keep the atmosphere when they've got so much ability to move to other places, you know? So that's just my opinion. Oops, I had to it.
2: I have another question. Um, all these religious texts uh, are describing uh, Ezekiel, Enoch, uh, and and, and uh, Elijah. And when you're reading these uh, scriptures, you can clearly see that that this cannot be something metaphorically. All the day, just imagine something or they dreamed about. Uh, they're actually describing how they've been abducted. Yeah. Oh. So what, what's your take on that? Well, in
1: the, is my microphone too far away? Can you hear me okay? I can hear clear.
2: I'll I, just, clear. I just
1: lean back a little bit. Um, I really shouldn't say closer to it. Actually, just so people that say I have a bad microphone, this is what my microphone sounds like when I'm up close to it. It's it sounds it's better. Very, it's very deep. I know. I know. <laughs> so... Uh, <clears throat> Anyway, um, i like to have the freedom to move around a bit. I actually, having a little televised is probably
2: the best. Anyway. That's right. Your, your voice is perfect.
1: Oh, ask me that question one more time. I got
2: distracted. Okay, uh Okay. All religious texts. Uh, oh. Yeah. They were describing Ezekiel, Enoch, and Elijah, how they, uh, yeah. I don't know, even Jesus, how they ascended into heaven.
1: Uh, right, right. Yeah? <laughs> well, actually, in my research, I found out that Jesus had many names. I'm going to go ahead and just lay it out oh, for you yeah. um, now. There were many, many stories of the dying, rising God ritual done in three days in order to tell this story of the astrological cycle of the sun that happens uh, in the winter solstice. They adopted that long ago in pagan rituals, and Jesus even mm-hmm. was still using it. Okay. Now... <clears throat> My research says Jesus was born in Levant by the time he was 13, somehow somebody got a hold of him and lured him over to Pakistan in India where he spent the next 20 something years becoming one of the best Kriya Yoga practitioners in the region. And he had, he was famous in that area. Ascended so fast in the uh, ranks, they used to call it Isa. That was his name there. And as a matter of fact, his grave is still in um, Kashmir. Yeah. Yeah. The, action, the, this, the government of Kashmir did a special on Isa. Mm-hmm. And I truly believe this avatar, whoever it was, had the spirit of Ningxia in him that was working on behalf of his father, Enki, that sent him there from Africa. Now, remember the mystery school from down. In Africa, in Anki's region, right? The twelve mystery schools under thaw. <laughs> so, um, it's hard for us to understand that we think the Egyptian civilization only came up thirty one hundred B.C. and that Sumer was over in thirty eight. Well, we have evidence that <clears throat> that uh, the Egyptian civilization was day. the uh, remnants of Atlantis that was set up fifty thousand or more years than previously. By the orders of Poseidon Enki, who was an Anunnaki, the same one we're talking about, who told his son to go establish uh, the rituals and the rites of basically transforming barbarians into light, like they were here to do, in the land of Cam, which is Egypt. So that was his son Thoth. So Thoth was there a long time before, okay, and back and forth with Sumer. Okay, so there was a
0: lot.
1: Thoth was Ningishida
2: then. That's right. That's right, that's and right. Nishida, Nishida
1: built uh, Atlantis? Well, he was involved there, but he also was given credit for building the Giza complex. And the Sphinx originally had his base on it, according to him. That Sphinx, by the way, uh, if you look at the uh, disclosures of the pyramids, and there's, a, there's a link on uh, one of the YouTube videos that I share. It does a very good job tying in the solar micronoma that we talk about with the Diehold Institute, encapsulating in the timing of what was going on in Egypt to point to the exact date when that happens. Okay. So there was ascension timing built into the Sphinx orientation with the Giza. And it's all part of Ning Boss' role. Well what I wanna to get to without losing you here, you get many, I many just to mention the they say that uh,
2: there are still emerald tab- tablets of Toph under the Sphinx. That's
1: what they say. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> well, he was given credit for writing 35,000 books.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay? And one of the names he went by was Hermes. Okay? Five, five, so we have Hermes, Mercury, ning all three of them, let's just stick with those right now, carried a symbol to identify them.
0: You, really you know what it was, so, right? 35,000 books? What
1: symbol did he carry to identify himself? His dad had the Triton. Which one did Nishina Thoth have? Uh, Caduceus. The Caduceus. Very famous symbols all over the world, all over the medical industry. Most this people have no really
0: idea smart. why. This
1: mm-hmm. uh And uh, maybe real quickly, I should describe what that means because know. it represents uh, his mission given to him on listening. this planet relative to us. And that was to raise our consciousness. So I always saw Garden of Eden is a battle of the evolution of the human consciousness. Animal wanted slaves.